Glenn Lama, you're probably sleeping just fine, I think. I'm hoping. How are you? Good. Catherine, yes, no, I'm not. I had a terrible night's sleep last night. It was Sorry. so hot up here. Do you know what you can do, though? Uh, you can just but... flick on Sky Sports and watch whatever mm. you want to your heart's content until you fall asleep. Well, that's, that's how true. I got into darts. Three in the morning ah. in Nelson, in a hotel, couldn't bloody sleep, and I discovered darts, and now I'm a fanatic. So there you go. It's not all downhill. Well, we're going to talk about the darts a little bit later on in this chat, which uh, which sort of... Oh, I do. In fact, we'll talk about it now. I loved it. It was one of my highlights of the last two to three weeks since the last time I spoke to you, watching the 16-year-old yep. Luke Littler go all the way to the, the World Championship final. And then he's since won a big tournament um, in Bahrain um, just, uh, I think, last weekend. But, you know, everyone's talking about this guy. And so how many fans saying, has he had now? Because everyone, well, cause I, he's so young, everyone keeps saying, how are you going to celebrate? And he'd say, I'll have another well, kebab. <laughs> Well, I look at the guy, everyone talking about, he doesn't look 16. I mean, he's the oldest 16-year-old I've ever seen in my life. I think we have to put it out there uh, straight off the bat. But, I mean, the guy's an absolute superstar. I was reading not long ago, actually, Catherine, that was broadcast live in Sky Sports in the UK. Not, well, it's Sky, it's Sky here, but in the UK, it was the highest rating event ever outside of a football game. So bigger than anything else in the history of Sky Sports other than a football game. That's extraordinary. Absolutely extraordinary. Now, good on him. And hopefully we'll see him out here in August because the Darts Roadshow is coming out to Hamilton again in August here. So it should be good fun. Good stuff. We'll uh, we'll put the bit in now for the interview, Glenn. Now, Lydia Ko, what a star she is. And through all the ups and downs of a sporting career, and particularly a golf career, which always has ups and downs, she's back on the top of her game. Yeah, and it's great to see, isn't it? I mean, it's been a very lean 12 months for her. She didn't win at all in uh, 2023. Can't explain why, but uh, she got back into the winner's circle yesterday and the, at, the, at the first tournament of the year for her, which was fantastic. She finished 14 under at a big tournament too, this one, the Tournament of Champions, and uh, she won by two shots. Uh, so a fairly comfortable win there. Bogey the last hole, but still uh, walked away as the winner. And uh, she moves a step closer now to being in the Hall of Fame. I think she's getting close to 30 career wins now, which is extraordinary. And, uh, yeah, I can't explain what really happened last year. It was very strange because she had a fantastic 2022. Maybe she plays well in, in uh, even numbered years, Catherine, I don't know. But, uh, but if, we, if she can continue to play like this, we're all going to enjoy it again. And, uh, and, um, and hopefully it will continue. Mm. Now, it's a big year uh, for the, with the Olympics coming up as well, we should say. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, and, and it's really interesting with Lydia Ko. She won a, a silver medal in Rio, a bronze medal in Tokyo. So she's hoping to complete the, the, the trio of medals coming up in Paris later on in the year. And I mean, that's not, uh, well, I hope she hasn't put too much pressure on herself because she's got to win it to complete the, uh, the three uh, medal sweep, which would be a remarkable achievement. But it's really cool to see her setting that as a goal because, you know, it's not a, you know, it doesn't have the big cash prize that all these other tournaments have. Uh, I guess, you you know, you reach a point, these pro golfers and, and pro sports, uh, individual sports stars in, in particular, Catherine, money doesn't become an issue so much for the really good ones after a period of time. It, it, they just want to win. And um, it, it's really cool to see Lydia Ko putting, you know, the, the goal of winning a gold at the Olympic Games at the top of, pretty much at the top of her to-do list this year. So fingers crossed she, she uh, really peaks in Paris later on in the year and we can get a gold medal in golf at the Olympic Games. What else, uh, what are the other sports we'll be looking at for in terms of qualifying? 
Well, and one that's just finished is hockey. And um, this is a really interesting one with hockey. I would have thought, and I've commentated a lot of hockey in recent years, I would have thought watching the teams play closely uh, for the last two to three years, I would have thought before the tournament started that the women would have qualified and the men would have missed out. But it ended up being the other way around. So the women missed out. They were in India. They lost a pool match to the United States 1-0. And that means they didn't finish in the semifinals, which means uh, that, that they didn't qualify. And uh, it's a devastating blow for the Black Sticks women's team. They've been a good watch over the past few years. But they've just struggled, uh, frankly, a little bit in the last couple of years, Catherine, to score goals. And ultimately, that's all that matters in, in hockey and football and other sports. So that you've got to put the ball in the net. And they just haven't been doing that consistently enough. And uh, what, that's one of the reasons that, that, that they've not uh, made the cut. On the other side, the equation. How cool was it seeing the men's team qualify? They beat Pakistan for the third place playoff in their tournament in Oman and they were down 2-1 at the end of the third quarter so they needed two goals in the last uh, quarter and both were fantastic goals by Hugo Inglis and the Australian uh, born Kiwi Scott Boyd. Really clever and, and, and very high skill goals. Though, so those goals came in the last eight minutes and then they held on to beat Pakistan 3-2. So a wonderful achievement for the, the Black Sticks men, but really mixed results. And I'm sure uh, that all the, the uh, head honchos at Hockey New Zealand have now got their reviews heading uh, going on at the moment because uh, the, the women's team uh, have got some work to do to get back yeah. into the elite level of, this of the sport. First time in 28 years missing Olympic qualification. That will be That's absolutely right. gutting. And gutting for the whole sport because these things have a flow-on effect for sports all the way back down to the grassroots. Speaking of grass, plenty of cricket around at the moment and I've been enjoying quite a bit of it live with uh, TVNZ having uh, picked up that former Spark contract, uh, Black Caps. Mm-hmm. Uh, the form's been pretty good. They've had pretty good results with Bangladesh and then Pakistan, if they're not. Yeah, that's it. They always seem to play really well at home, don't they? They're quite formidable. And um, uh, they, Pakistan were competitive at times in Australia in the test matches against them recently, although they did lose, ultimately lose those uh, test matches. Uh, so over here they come. And, of course, Pakistan beat New Zealand in the last T20 World Cup semi-final. So, uh, the, you know, uh, there was probably some credentials there to suggest that Pakistan might be fairly competitive. But it wasn't to be. New Zealand thumped them in, uh, in pretty much the first four matches. Didn't drop that last game. But uh, it's been really cool to see, hasn't it? Big crowds flooding in to watch them play. Uh, the cricket's been exciting. Finn Allen's been fantastic with his ball striking at the top of the innings in those T20s. And uh, it's really good to see the Black Caps putting behind some kind of mixed form and, uh, and setting the summer up nicely because there's some exciting opponents coming, Catherine. Yep, very good. Uh, certainly, Finn Allen, um, he's been a bit hit and miss, if you pardon the appalling pun, but what was that? <laughs> was it a um, one of the domestic matches where he smacked that ridiculous score at uh, University Oval? When he hits it, it stays hit, right? Uh, what's up yeah. ahead for the Black Caps? Well, those two opponents that I'm talking about, South Africa and Australia. So uh, the South Africa, there's been a bit of controversy, of course, with the South African team sending a weakened side to these test matches coming up. Uh, although, you know, I do note that the Black Caps have sent weaker teams uh, on tour uh, to, uh, you know, sum up some parts of uh, the world in, in recent times as well. But this is just, a, unfortunately, what's happening with cricket at the moment. The calendar is absolutely uh, chock-a-block. Well, and, Steve Waugh uh, went, went off about this. He, he did, basically he? said that they shouldn't, uh, that, that the, the the New Zealand should refuse to play them. He's blaming um, 
them saving themselves for uh, some of the other professional kind of competitions, is he not, from memory? Yeah, they're domestic. Yeah, yeah. the domestic uh, T20, um, right. which they prioritised over there. So, yeah, interesting times. But the Australians are coming, of course, and um, for some T20s after those test matches too, Catherine, and that will be exciting for cricket fans in New Zealand. And, uh, of course, the, the, there's uh, the possibility, too, that Trent Bolt might be available for those matches. Uh, so let's see if that uh, materialises over the next couple of weeks. Uh, very good. Thank you. What else um, What else have you had your eye on? Oh, Joe Schmidt, let's just oh, finish quickly yeah. with that. What a, what a loss. How did this happen? Like, how is he well, still I not don't with the know. All Blacks? I don't know. I mean, there's all sorts of rumours swirling around uh, with Joe Schmidt um, because when the All Blacks coaching position became available last year, uh, I, I and many sports fans thought Joe Schmidt would put his hand up, but he declined to do it. Uh, he didn't want to stay on in the All Black system, um, and as it turned out, he, you know, Scott Robertson got the job, and on and off he went. And then everyone assumed Joe Schmidt was planning to retire again and look after his uh, his young son, who has a medical condition. But then he pops up and and, and is over to coach the Wallabies for two years. Now it's a very strange one, well, Catherine. Possibly he oh, just can't of... resist the challenge. Uh, and... Well, yeah, but I, but why didn't he put his hand up for coaching the head coaching job in New Zealand? Don't know. Put his hand up, coach the Wallabies. Doesn't Don't make sense know. to me. Thank you, Glenn.